following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, his Highness the Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you good. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another exciting episode of Inside the Jackal's Head. I am your host, Angel Espino, a.k.a. known around the world as the Jackal. That's right, folks. This is a beautiful evening, very chilly, very cold, January 30th, 2022. I hope everybody is having a great night tonight. It's going to be a fantastic show. We have a fantastic guest and uh, it's a very cold evening out here in South Florida. It's going to be about 40 degrees in my area. Right now, it's about 50, and it feels like it's 30, but the windshield factor is keeping it nice and cold. It's like global warming has dyslexia tonight, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. I, I enjoy the weather. I like when it gets a little uh, chilly out. And I hope everybody who's listening in the South Florida area is nice and taken care of and warm inside their house, drinking their cocoa, chocolate, or whatever beverage of choice they are drinking tonight. Whether it be alcoholic or non, we're going to have a lot of fun. I have uh, Steve Hodgins uh, Jr., who's going to be on with me. He is uh, renowned for his work with MUFON and within the UFO community. I met him over in 2016 at the MUFON Symposium out in Orlando that I was able to attend with the Skywatchers radio crew, uh, Crystal Storm, and uh, the other guy, Seth Allen Weiler, who's there with me. And uh, he's a, a terrific gentleman, a fantastic guest to have on. Uh, he's been on Skywatchers with me before a while back. And I look forward to having him on here on, on Inside the Jackal Said For the first time, I believe that he's ever been on this show. And I uh, look forward to talking to him about the world of ufology and how close we might be to actual disclosure. I am, of course, a lifelong ufologist and a lifelong follower of those things right there that fly in the sky. That's right, the UFO phenomenon. I've been following for decades the entire thing uh, since I was a kid, and I had my own sightings as a kid. And uh, it's always intrigued me and interested me uh, to the point where I started to pay attention more and more, not just because of movies like Star Wars or E.T. or anything like that. It was more of a, of a thing where I was intrigued by the concept that we're not alone in the universe. And I really do believe that we're not alone in the universe. I think there is life out there. I think we're very close to finding out exactly what's going on. I have a couple of things that I wanted to get to in the news that uh, one of them deals with this very concept. Are we alone and when are we going to make contact? Yuri Geller uh, went uh, and put his name out there as uh, knowing that it's going to happen very soon. But we're all probably going to be dead by the time it happens, so it's not that soon, which is a safe prediction if you if you ask me i love when these people come on they say oh we're gonna have a disclosure but it's gonna be in the next hundred years 
Well, gee, thanks there, guy. How about the next five years, two years, maybe six months? I, like, I'd like to live to see this thing. I mean, between the, the COVID-19 and, uh, you know, lupus and uh, broken back and my thyroid issue and uh, the LAPD, the M, uh, Miami PD and NYPD and... Uh, and all these other crazy uh, things happening with like uh, the liberals, uh, you know, th there's a good chance I might not make it, you know, and not only that, I'm not getting any younger. I'm 44 years old now, so who knows how much longer I uh, live to see. Uh, so I, I would like to be able to say that I lived long enough to see disclosure happening. So I hope I, I make it. I I hope that it is something that I, I live to uh, get to say that, hey, I was I was there when it happened. I I lived through disclosure and it was a beautiful thing. Uh, as it is right now, uh, you know the way Yuri Geller put it. Well, then we'll find out more about that as I, I read a little bit of the article. Uh, well, it doesn't look too good for folks my age or anybody uh, close to it, but. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. I wanted to, uh, you know, give um, a quick happy birthday to, and I'm not going to mention her full name just out of respect, but Rhonda, uh, who is uh, very familiar to one uh, Rich Hoffman, who we uh, love here on the show, speaking of MUFON, and uh, she's celebrating her birthday today, and uh, I'm a gentleman, and she's a lady, so I'm not going to give out the date of birth or anything like that but i wanted to wish her a happy birthday and uh just uh you know hopefully she gets many many more happy birthdays in the future uh lots happening within the world of news uh, our uh, ex now presidente donald trump uh did a complete a breakdown of the of the democrat party uh yesterday on the uh rally that he held and it, it was a beautiful thing, you know, after spending the last year with Joe Biden at the helm, it's nice to uh, see Donald Trump out there. He was in uh, Conroe, Texas, and uh, he went at them hard. I mean, I, he did the uh, the snake uh, poem, I guess, and who knew who was a rhymesayer? I, I had no idea, I guess, you know, hanging out with those rappers. Uh, for 20 years, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, did it for him. But it was cool to see him uh, go out there and uh, rally up the troops for 2024. And, of course, for the midterm election coming up uh, this year, later on in a, in a few months. Uh, also, um, Tom Brady might, might announce after 22 seasons that he's going to retire. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, that's one of our big sports, uh, you know, news I wanted to cover. Uh, let's see, a monkey business happening, a bunch of monkeys on the loose, and there's a story there that I think a lot of folks need to start talking about, because this uh, could be another pandemic waiting to happen if uh, this spreads uh, any, you know, any viruses out there, and uh, you, you're going to want to observe and pay attention to this story when I get to it in a second. Uh, again, a lot's happening in the world of news and politics. And a lot's happening in the world of ufology. And, uh, you know, we are, of course, still all worried about this invisible virus that kills less than 1% of the population. But if you're not vaccinated, then you're part of the problem. Now, I want to give a health update. My father, who 
uh, had uh, COVID um, in 2020. Uh, he had it for, you know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was. And uh, he had no uh, real bad symptoms. So, you know, he's still alive. God, you know, thank God. Uh, I got it from him, and, the, and he got it from his girlfriend, of all things. Uh, but, you know, my father, in all his wisdom, came over and uh, said, Hey, son, how are you doing? By the way, I just tested positive for the uh, Kung Flu virus. And I said, Hey, Dad, thank you very much for infecting me. And if I die, now you know it's your fault. And I, I wanted to get myself tested uh, just in case. And they told me, Yep, you're carrying the virus. And uh, I was like, really? Because I, I don't feel anything. And I went through it without a, a problem. I didn't feel a thing, uh, thankfully. Uh, of course, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't have that luck. And uh, they, uh, you know, they, they've died over this thing. So while I joke because nothing happened to me or my dad or his girlfriend, uh, you know, those uh, who are mourning the loss of uh, their loved ones, you know, my condolences to them. Uh, but... You know, it kills less than 1% of the people that it infects, let's be honest. My dad has uh, had the uh, vaccination. He's been uh, double boosted or whatever. And uh, he has recently contracted uh, the virus again. So I don't think the vaccines are working uh, that well. I mean, uh, how many times are we going to get a booster shot within the next uh, 10 years? You know, at some point, we got to kind of like go back to normal. And I did enjoy yesterday's Trump rally. Because he made a point of, you know, pointing that out that, look, you know, he was part of uh, getting us the vaccinations with Operation Warp Speed. He was behind that push. And, uh, you know, I look, I'm a lifetime deplorable, right? You see the hat? Uh, if you're looking at my video screen, you'll see it. Uh, and this will be posted on YouTube sometime this week. Uh, if you see me at all in my publicity and my and my pictures over on my website angelespino dot com, uh, you'll see me wearing a deplorable hat. Obviously, I voted for Big Orange, and uh, and I'll vote for him again in twenty twenty four. But let's be realistic. At some point, we have to get back to normal, and we got to overcome uh, this fear of oh my god, the the vaccines. Oh my god. The virus, oh my God, booster shots, oh my God, what are we going to do? Masks, you know, kids in cages, and we got to keep our kids six feet apart, but we're all in this together, which always cracks me up, uh, as, you know, as far as they uh, keep telling us, you know, that we have to have our social distancing, unless you're in a sporting event or you're out of Walmart, and everybody's like, you know, like cramped together, walking in the aisles, and nobody gives a, a crap. Uh, so it, it's very uh, funny the way people are you know, going about this. Uh, I tend to look at it as, look, just live your life. If it's your time to go, it's your time to go. If it's not, it's not. And uh, I don't live my life in fear. Like uh, like I always say, I'd rather live like a man than die like a coward. And uh, I go out, I, you know, I, I touch stuff, you know, like I hardly wear a mask. And uh, so far, I'm still here, knock on wood. Still alive and kicking, and I'm not afraid of no uh, invincible virus. And, you know, the science behind it is just so iffy that when you start looking at, uh, you know, people that are, like, so heavy on the mask, you're like, are you serious? Do you understand that, that airborne viruses can go through your eyeballs? 
through your ears, your nose, and your mouth, and even your butthole. So any orifice that you have spread open, right, it's going to get in there. And not only that, if you touch stuff, right, with your hands or whatever, uh, it's going to catch on to your clothing, to your to your hands. So the chances of you not catching it because you have a mask on is ridiculous. On top of that, the masks were not made uh, for, you know, airborne viruses. They're made for, you know, very different reasons. It was mostly for in-hospital use, uh, for patients' uh, safety and doctor safety uh, when it came to operations or surgeries and, and things of that nature. Uh, so the doctor's sweat or anything that's coming out of his nose and the dripping doesn't get into, like, an open wound, for example. Or if a doctor is opening up a patient, a little blood splurts out, it'll hit the mask, but it won't hit his face. Uh, you know, there's little reasons like that why these things were invented. Had nothing to do with an airborne virus because there's no escaping it. It's airborne. You're going to either breathe it in or you're going to put it in your clothing or it's going to catch onto your clothing and you're going to touch the surface and eventually it'll get into you. So we got to stop living in the fear. That's, you know, the, the message I want to give out to this thing. But watching Trump yesterday speak at this rally really showed the difference between the way he speaks to the crowd and the way Joe Biden speaks to the crowd. And with Joe Biden, it's like you almost want to start cutting your wrist by listening to this guy. It's just, it's a, a frightening thing. Uh, every time he speaks, and you can tell he's lying, and he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And uh, same with uh, Dr. Fauci and Nancy Pelosi and all these people. Well, you know they're lying to you, but there's something we can do. It's not like we could have the police go and arrest these people for lying and making this crap up. And, uh, you know, now Neil Young and a few other musicians are going at um, Joe Rogan and Spotify and pulling their music out of Spotify in protest because they say Joe Rogan is lying to the public. And here you have The View also attacking Joe Rogan, saying he is lying to the public. A guy who who took an alternative medicine when they told him he had the virus, and he got over it quick. What happened to him? He's still alive as well. So what is he lying about? Joe Rogan is... For all intents and purposes, does he make mistakes? Of course, we're all, we're all human. Sometimes he'll say something that is wrong, but I've seen him often when he makes a mistake verbally and he finds out that he was wrong, he comes back and admits that, hey, I, I made a mistake and I was wrong. And this is the facts. And he corrects himself. And, you know, that's very uh, commendable on his part. He's... he's, he's Really a genuine uh, dude, and the guy gets 11 million, you know, plus listeners and viewers, and he gets better ratings than uh, CNN and NBC and all these other networks, uh, sometimes some of them combined. So it's tough to take, uh, you know, The View or any of these nincompoops serious when they're saying, well, you know, Joe Rogan's a liar. Don't listen to him. Listen to us. You know, I'm sorry, that that sounds like a bunch of dictators uh, trying to tell us, you know, who we should listen to. And the news media has been doing that for the last, uh, what, uh, three years, four years now. And every time they do something like that, uh, we find out later on they're lying their butts off. 
They lied about the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax with Donald Trump. Uh, they lied about Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, you know, we know that they lie about a lot of things when it comes to the Trump family. That's just a given at this point. Uh, they've been attacking that man for years uh, because, and this is the honest truth, Chuck Schumer's, one of his daughters works at Facebook. And uh, let's follow some of the breadcrumbs here. Nancy Pelosi has been making millions of uh, uh, stock trading for years, over $400 million. And uh, she didn't want that to be outed, but now everybody's finding out about it. And I think this is one of the things that she feared with Donald Trump, that he was going to out her. Uh, and there's a couple of other things. Uh, of course, they've all gone like progressively crazy on, on their end. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, hates Donald Trump and all that because... That's his political rival, and uh, you know Joe Rogan. I mean, that Joe Rogan, Joe Biden, has uh, his Hunter Biden, his son, uh, in a very vulnerable position. You know, the laptop scandal and everything else going on there has made them very, very, uh, you know, liable to lawsuits, uh, possibly even prison time. As we have found out that they are. Uh, impossible cahoots with the foreign governments, as uh, they called him the big guy. Remember that? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, which uh, if you guys didn't uh, check out the rally with Donald Trump, I highly recommend it. If you go to uh, my website, angelespino.com, and follow the uh, first link, you can see it right on there. And uh, you'll be able to uh, check out the entire uh, rally and uh, the entire speech. It's funny because he gets up there and, you know, he speaks, you know, like Donald Trump. And he's able to be articulate, clear. Hell, like I said, he even did an entire uh, uh, thing where he was uh, doing a poem. Uh, I mean, the, the guy's on point, right? And then you listen to somebody like Joe Biden and five minutes into a press conference, he is lost in translation worse than Bill Murray. It's completely the opposite of what you know Donald Trump is doing. And that tells you a whole lot. So guys, please check out my website, angelespino.com, and, uh, and check out the article on there. You can also find it on uh, publicstreamingnetwork.com forward slash pure solid news. Uh, which uh, is uh, inspired by one of our own hosts. The name Pure Solid News was inspired uh, by uh, Mitchell Nicholas Gerber, who is off tonight and will be back with us uh, live probably, hoping next week. I think he's going to uh, be doing a new time slot. I'm not sure. Uh, speaking of which, you know, we had to move the show up a little bit earlier um, from 10 p.m. Eastern, which has been our time slot for a long time. Uh, to 9 p.m. Uh, for personal reasons, and it might stay that way. I'm not too sure yet. I'll find out more this week uh, if we're going to keep it at 9 or if we're going to go back to 10, and uh, I'll be addressing that and letting you guys know what exactly is going on with the show as uh, we move forward here in the new year of 2022. Uh, last week, I had uh, Nicholas Jacoby on the show, and uh, that was fantastic. Great guest. The video for that will be on YouTube by tomorrow. I was hoping to get that out tonight, but I uh, ran into a couple of roadblocks as I had to re-render 
uh, the thing because uh, one of the clips was missing. So, you know, the whole thing kind of fell apart. And I uh, want you to start, you know, uh, fixing up and putting new clips in and uh, and whatnot. It kind of like has to pre-render again before you can render the file and it takes forever. So uh, not to get too into uh, technical stuff, but uh, hopefully we'll get the, this show on video by tomorrow as well as the one with uh, Nicholas Jacoby. Uh, a fantastic guest. Uh, if you guys have not uh, check out, checked out his uh, stuff on YouTube and the other uh, interviews he's done, uh, I'm sure much better than the one uh, with me, but uh, it was a lot of fun having him on, and I really look forward to uh, checking out his book and bringing him on, on the show again. Uh, Shout-out to Paul Dale Roberts one more time for, uh, you know, uh, introducing me to Nicholas. And, uh, you know, what a, a great pair of guys uh, to uh, to know. And uh, inspiring story. I mean, he's he's definitely gone through a whole lot of stuff uh, in his life, and uh, he's making a, a great go at it. So an inspiration to us all. And um, from one inspiration to us all to another, uh, Tom Brady, the legendary greatest quarterback that's ever lived, is maybe retiring after 22 years. We're not sure yet. Now, after, uh, what, 20 years in the NFL with the New England Patriots and uh, what was it, five, six uh, titles, he went and started playing for the Buccaneers for the last two seasons, won a title with them. So I think he's got, like, what, eight titles now or something like that along those crazy lines. But uh, it, uh, apparently uh, ESPN read a report uh, saying that Tom Brady was going to retire after 22 seasons. And, uh, of course, he just missed the uh, finals uh, by uh, hearing this chimmy chin chin of this year, and uh, it's sad that he might go out without another Super Bowl. Uh, But he, you know, brought another uh, title to Tampa Bay, and, you know, we thank him for that. Tampa Bay is my favorite football team, uh, with uh, the 49ers being my second favorite, and they're playing tonight, as I'm not going to be able to watch the uh, game. I'm here with you guys, and uh, uh, hopefully the 49ers can pull it off. Um, They're my second favorite team. I grew up actually a 49ers fan when I was out in the West Coast growing up in in California, but when I moved to Florida, I started uh, rooting for the uh, Bucks and for, you know, other teams, other than the Dolphins, because I hated the Dolphins. And I hated the Dolphins because... I was a 49ers fan, and when you're a 49ers fan of the 80s, 90s, you rooted for Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve Young. You know, those were my guys growing up. So I couldn't stand Marino and Shula. You know, I, I got a lot of love for uh, Shula now because, uh, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever. But it took time to build that up. But I still am a huge Buccaneers fan. And uh, it was great to see, you know, Brady bring down a championship down here in the Super Bowl ring. And I was hoping to get another year or two out of him. But if he retires, man, thank you, Tom Brady, and uh, thank you for bringing in a ring down to the uh, South Florida area. You know, we we thank him for that because, again, he is without a doubt the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. He left uh, New England, came down to Florida, and said, you know what? 
I'm going to win a ring. And he did it. He won a championship down here without uh, Belichick or any of those guys. So he proved that he is the best ever. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, he holds all kinds of records. And he still has the uh, shape of a man half his age. So if he wanted to pull off another couple of years, I think he could do it. Uh, according to ESPN, though, he announced that he wasn't ready uh to to make a decision but he was close to and then somebody read a report saying that he was going to retire then they pulled him back uh, i'm not sure yet what's going to happen but we'll find out more in the next uh, i'm sure 24 hours uh what's happening there uh so again if he does retire you know more power to him and got speed uh, i'm sure he's going to have a hell of a life to uh, you know live the uh, next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, or however long he lives, because he's had a great career already. So, and again, he's in a, a great health. Now, getting onto the monkey business and the monkeys on the loose, and I'm not talking about the monkeys, the singing group. I'm talking about uh, the uh, monkey. Uh, oh, wait, let me, let me, uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but there's a little feedback. Let me, let me get that out of there. Sorry about that. Now, there is a chance that there could be a monkey outbreak. Uh, monkeys on the loose. And I'm not talking again about Davy Jones, Mickey Dolenz, or any of uh, those guys, not Peter Tork, or Michael Nesmith, the rest in peace, who just recently passed away. Uh, but there is a, a little scary news happening where a bunch of monkeys... Uh, came out of a, a truck that uh, had a spill and a bunch of them got loose and one of them uh, you know, might have infected a human. Uh, so who knows uh, how many people might have been scratched or whatever by this monkey. They ended up uh, killing the monkeys after they, um, they, they found these monkeys running around. Uh, but we don't know yet what's happening with, uh, what, you know, with uh, the infection that they had, the viruses they were carrying. Now, this is scary, folks, because think about this. We're dealing with a virus that came out of China that came off a bat, right? When the last time that, you know, that we know of that a monkey gave a human being a virus, uh, some said it was the HIV virus, right? Now, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy nutcase here, but in case... Um, you know, these monkeys are sick with some kind of virus. This could be very, very uh, troublesome if it's some that is uh, transmitted sexually or, or, or if it's transmitted, uh, you know, by air or whatever. Um, so we got to be very careful. This might be the next big outbreak. And, uh, you know, first of all, we need to stop infecting these animals and being so careless uh, with uh, the transporting of the animals uh, and, you know, what has been happening, uh, you know, the last few years uh, because, you know, these things do get out. And uh, it's sad that we are doing experiments on animals, uh, you know, at all. Uh, but that's, I guess, how science does it. And it says here, we just found out that a woman is, now experiencing health problems after coming into contact with the lab monkeys. The ones that escaped after a crash, and this happened in the Pennsylvania Highway. Uh, Michelle Fallon, 
witnessed the truck uh, crash Friday while uh, uh, she says uh, it, she was following a trailer uh, with uh, that had a, a bunch of monkeys on it. It had about 100 uh, animals in there. She stopped to help, and she says, I thought it was uh, zoo monkeys, uh, Fallon said. And she said, I don't know if there were animals. Was, these animals were test monkeys, but she said that she thought they were from, like, a, a local zoo. Now, Fallon said, I don't know uh, the, I don't know these uh, were animals that were being tested on. The monkeys uh, were from uh, East Africa heading to a test lab. And she said, I thought they were okay, like they had their uh, shots and they were good. Uh, they've been checked and whatnot, uh, she said. And uh, she didn't know that they could have had a disease or whatever. But after checking on, on the driver, she uh, went and started looking around and, of course, came in contact with one that scratched her or something and that uh, she got now health issues. Now, the driver, this is where it gets kind of scary. He thought he had a bunch of cats in there and had no clue that they were carrying monkeys with viruses. Huh? How does that happen? How are you driving monkeys and you don't even know it? Think about that for a second. And uh, I'm going to quote her, which says, um, I was there and I touched everything. Big mistake, Fallon said. Uh, Fallon is now on the edge and unsure of what to do. Her close contact had a, uh, had a uh, had pink eye. Actually, so this led to pink eye. Uh, and flu-like symptoms. Uh, she says she walked through their poop. And, uh, and then uh, touched their crates, and uh, she tried to uh, pet them. That's a big mistake. Never do that. And now I don't know what's going on, Fallon said. See, here's another thing, folks. If you come across a crate where monkeys just escaped from and there's a truck that's just flipped over or whatever, don't go petting the monkeys. That's a big no-no. This is how, like, horror movie starts. Next thing you know, we have a zombie apocalypse. So don't do that. Don't go petting the monkeys. I know they're nice and furry and cute, but don't pet the monkeys. One of these monkeys, even though they're small, could kill you. Literally, if they have rabies or whatever, or even worse, if they're just in fear for their lives, they're strong enough to kill a person. Uh, now, as a uh, as a uh, precaution, she's received her first rabies vaccination and has been prescribed antiviral medication. Doctors continue to monitor her symptoms. Meanwhile, questions remain about what sort of medical research the monkeys are being used for and what they could be infected with. That's the big question. Now, of course, PETA is involved, and PETA uh, is going to be investigating this, and uh, hopefully they can get to the bottom of this. I'm going to keep everybody updated as more news comes forward on this story because this could be the next big thing. So uh, this is very scary stuff, folks, very, very scary stuff. The monkeys are on the loose, and they're not just in Congress. They're now, you know, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, that was too easy. I'm sorry. Uh, but we got to be careful. Look, again, if monkeys are running around, don't go petting them. Please, people, 
leave the monkey business alone, all right? If you see any uh, animals coming off a truck that is in a crash and you see crates, don't go and start petting these animals. I, you know, I know they might look cute, they might look nice, but it's none of your business. Stop trying to be nice to these animals. They probably are affected with something. Now, getting to some ufology news. I know you guys are familiar with the name of Yuri Geller. And uh, he's a, a world-renowned so-called psychic. He is uh, known for bending spoons, which I don't know that was a psychic thing. But apparently he could look at it and the spoon will start to bend. Of course, that's a, an illusion trick, but after a baffling discovery, Yuri Geller warns NASA to prepare for an alien invasion. But here's the kicker. He says, I don't know uh, how to uh, take this. Uh, it says here in the article, but legendary spoon bender Yuri Geller uh, said that he is, uh, after uh, so, some testing, uh, suggesting that, yes, NASA needs to be warned about a possible alien invasion. According to Geller, scientists found a huge energy source 4,000 light years away. So we have uh, some time. And that's uh, that's pretty long distance uh, there, Yuri. But Yuri uh, said that 70, and by the way, he's 75 now. Uh, he believes that humans uh, uh, may have stumbled upon the, uh, the, the shit chat of a superior uh, being of race from outer space. And the Daily Star reported that the self-proclaimed psychic thinks it might mean aliens are heading our way. Or they might just be ordering an intergalactic uh, you know, drive-through. Who the heck knows? I mean, I don't know. Now, he also announced that, uh, this on Instagram, and he said a team of a team of radio waves, a team uh, mapping radio waves in the universe has discovered something unusual that reckons uh, there reckons to be a giant burst of energy three times uh, an hour. And it's uh, unlike anything astronomers have seen before. Now, that in my mind, he said that this is uh, connected to alien intelligence. Very, very superior to ours. And uh, they're going to start deciphering uh, their message and they're preparing for a uh, a mass landing. And this is what gets really funny. He says that he believes this is going to happen uh, somewhere in the United States. And it might be something like we see in the movies where they land on the White House lawn or the whole nine yards. But being 4,000 years away, his prediction is that these uh, supposed alien beings are going to be here uh, sometime in the next 75 to 100 years so we got some time before we all get you know alien invaded and uh and killed off by the ets or maybe not maybe they come down here and just say hey humans we got your uh, broadcast and we're all friendly and we want to like you know join your uh planet and uh and have you join our intergalactic uh, brotherhood and uh, we're all going to be buddies and we're going to share our technologies with you 
I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even think that uh, Uri Geller really knows what's going to happen. But I would take that with a huge grain of salt. If you want to read the whole article, again, go to angelespino.com or go to Pure Solid News over on the publicstreamingnetwork.com website. We are live on both uh, publicstreamingnetwork.com and, of course, showflowradio.com. No matter what way you're listening to us, you know, we are live every week. And uh, until the aliens come down and kill us or the monkeys turn us into zombies, then we, we might not be live for much longer. So, like I said in the beginning, something's going to kill us. It might be aliens. It might be monkeys. It might be the NYPD. It might be, I don't know, who the heck knows at this point. It might be Joe Biden himself. I have no idea anymore at this point. But I will tell you this much. If uh, aliens do land on the White House lawn and uh, they do make their self-announced, I hope we treat them with a little bit more respect if they are friendly uh, than you see in some of these movies. You know, uh, movies for as, you know, especially the alien movies, for as great as they are, always like to treat the subject of aliens as these evil creatures from other planets. Now, my th- theory and thinking on this is if aliens are real and they are out there, and as you know, I'm an alien aficionado. I've been to the symposium. I've dealt with a lot of ufologists over the years. Heck, we're going to speak to Steve Hudgens uh, Jr. here in a little bit and talk alien with him. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if they are out there, I'm pretty sure they can make it all the way out here. Uh, they're not going to just come down here and start killing everybody. I mean, they're probably scientists. They're probably just trying to do their thing. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to be just fine. So uh, I'm not too concerned about the aliens coming down and, and killing us all. Even though it could happen. You never know. I mean, it, it's liable. That I could be wrong. It's been known to happen from time to time that I've been wrong. And, uh, you know, and if that's the case... You know, you got to be ready for the aliens. I don't know exactly how you could uh, be ready for the aliens because if they can make it here from like 4,000 light years away within less than 100 years, these are some advanced uh, beings. And I'm pretty sure that bullets are not going to stop them. You know, the, you know, if you have a ship that can travel faster than light, I'm pretty sure that, you know, your uh, AR-15s or your, your you know, machine guns or whatever. It's not going to be enough to stop these beings. So uh, I'm not worried about uh, going into a battle with a bunch of aliens because we stand no chance against them. Uh, and uh, look, unless, we, you know, there really are, uh, I guess, uh, some, you know, so, uh, some species that can take like things like radar, for example. I mean, that's a, the big rumor how the aliens... Uh, the alien ship came down in Roswell that radars took them down. So if that's a problem for them, that might be the way to, to you know, you know, bring some of these suckers down. I have no clue. Uh, I couldn't speak to that. But what I got to say is that between aliens, monkeys, and viruses, it's a heck of a life we're living here in Florida. Now, in in the world of planet Earth. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, again, it's very cold out tonight. It's going to be 
uh, I think at the coldest part of 30 degrees, they said, in my area. So everybody who's, uh, you know, out here, please make sure you're keeping warm on uh, this very frosty evening. And, uh, you know, I hope that uh, we don't have any casualties. It would be kind of cool if it snowed a little bit or if we had, like, you know, frost or something in the cars in the morning. That would be kind of neat as it's going to get really cold. I was joking with my dad earlier about how global warming has kind of like dyslexia right now because it's supposed to be like warming up and yeah we're getting colder as you know now we're hitting february and i remember when i was a kid when it was like december january the beginning of the month of january that's when we had our you know our winters that's when it got cold and then once the month of january was over and february would hit it would start warming up a little bit it's completely gone the opposite way now as it's getting later into the uh, second month. It's when the, the cold starts to hit. And I've noticed that over the last 10 years. I don't know if that's global warming, global cooling. Uh, I don't know if maybe that's the flat earth playing a trick on us. I have no idea. What I do know uh, is that in the next uh, few minutes, I'm going to go on a break. And uh, I'm going to get my guest on, who I've been looking forward to having on for a very long time, uh, back on the show here, uh, Steve Hudgens Jr. And one funny thing about him, and uh, you know, the, you know, that really cracked me up when I met him. Uh, he has that alien gray statue that uh, he's been uh, photographed with, which he owns. And uh, we were lucky enough to have the statue over at our table at Mufon. And I want to take a picture with uh, the statue. Uh, I think Crystal, uh, who was a Skywatchers radio member, uh, might have been the one who took the picture. I don't have it. Um, I think she still has. Uh, but we we all kind of took photographs with it. And I went to, like, you know, hug it. And everybody's like, no, don't touch it. You're going to break the arms. And I, I felt like, you know, a nincompoop. I was like, oh, I, I don't want to break it. And... Uh, it was really a, just the coolest uh, looking little gray alien statue. So I'm going to ask him if it's still with him, if if nobody's broken it or anything. Uh, luckily, it didn't break under my watch. Thank God. Uh, they left it there on the table, I think, for like 20, 30 minutes. And, they, you know, they went and got food or refreshments or whatever. And they came back. And we were, we were really careful about, you know, the alien and making sure that nothing happened to it, uh, which was a great deal of fun. I missed that uh, symposium. Hopefully I'll get to go back out in the near future and uh, join some of the uh, the goodies and the fun with uh, MUFON. I've been a long-time fan of MUFON. Uh, I love what they do with you, with the ufology of your field. And, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to meet a lot of uh, MUFON members like Rich Hoffman and Steve Hudgens uh, Jr. and and just um, it, you know they're a great organization. Say what you want to say about you know some of their past and you know just uh, whatever you know mental block you have on what you know they're all about. Uh, they do look into a lot of great stuff and uh, you know they're a very respectable uh, bunch. But you know getting to Steve here. He happens to be someone very important uh, to those of us uh, that are fans of MUFON and uh, the work they do. 
Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what he brings to the field. He was born in 1950 in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, he graduated in 1968 at Diamond Hill Jar uh, Jarvis. Uh, he joined the U.S. Navy in 1969, has four and a half years of honorable service and three and a half years of honorable service to the U.S. Navy, by the way, and the reserves. And uh, Steve joined MUFON in 1991, so he's been around with them for decades and conducted uh, independent investigations on UFOs for about 20-plus years. During his time, he's investigated over 200 cases for MUFON. So, like I said, these people investigate the important cases that we're all interested in finding out more information on to see if, you know, if it's real or not. In 1995, Steve was appointed as Texas chief investigator. He uh, was part of the original star team conducting star uh, team investigations in Texas. In 2008, he uh, led a group of field investigators to Steppenville, uh, uh, Dublin, uh, Texas to investigate what is now known as the Steppenville Lights. In 2009, he became the MUFON State Director of Texas until 2012. Steve has 20 years of uh, community service with many volunteer organizations, such as Little Leagues, uh, Nash, uh, Neighborhood Council, Community Policing, and the Fourth uh, Fort Worth uh, Police Department. Uh, COP uh, search uh, team, COP base radio operator. Steve is, uh, let me see, an estimator of uh, draftmen. Uh, he was worked for uh, OSHA, OSHA, outreach trainer and safety uh, director of multiple million dollar construction companies. He's also uh, was at one point the host of the Texas UFO radio show. He also uh, the, was the owner of a very, uh, like I said, he, he also is the owner of the very little uh, lifelike alien gray uh, sculpture, which is just awesome to look at in person. And, uh, man, I got like I said, I have a lot of fond memories of the 2016 symposium. And uh, he's a great guy. I really wanted to have him on here. So we're going to hit break here in a few minutes. When we come back, uh, we're going to have Steve on with us. And we're going to pick his brain on ufology for the next hour. We're going to talk to him about how he feels about disclosure, what he thinks uh, is happening, if he thinks Yuri Geller is right. Or if he thinks that we need to take what Yuri Geller says with a big grain of salt, which is what I'm thinking, huge grain of salt. And uh, we're going to find out more about what he's been up to in the last few years since I last uh, was able to, to speak to him and, uh, and have him on the show. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So please, uh, folks, don't go nowhere. Stick around. You know, make your uh, your bed nice and comfy if you're laying in bed listening to us or watching us later on. Make sure you enjoy the rest of the evening nice and comfortable. It's going to be a cold night, and we're going to talk about aliens. So be careful, because if you see some eyes looking at you in the window, it might just be the greys outside trying to sneak a peek. Of what's going on inside the jackal's head. We'll be right back. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head here live on SoFlo Radio and PSN Radio. And uh, again, thank you all for sticking around and uh, staying with me alive and well on this cold, chilly night here in South Florida. It is now about uh, 9.56 p.m., and it's going to get a lot colder as we're expecting record-breaking temperatures. And I know one person knows a whole lot about the coldness of the weather, and that's because of where he's from. It gets pretty nippy, and uh, that's my guest, uh, Steve Hudgens Jr., who uh, is uh, a, a man of many, many, many talents, but one of which is ufology, and I got, uh, you know, the honor of meeting him back in 2016 at the, at the symposium, and uh, like I said earlier, and it's just uh, an honor to be able to bring him on the show here on Inside Jackal's Head. We had him on before on Skywatchers, but never on this particular show, and uh, I've been wanting to bring him on for a long time. Steve, thank you so much for being here with me. I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. The honor is all mine, believe me. You're a gentleman and a scholar, and I mean that. I'm going to just say it. I actually mean it. And uh, as I said earlier, you are, of course, the caretaker of this little gray alien sculpture uh, statue. And uh, it's amazing. I got to see it live in person in 2016. And uh, what a cool little statue that is. I mean, it really is neat. I was afraid I was going to break it because, you know, it's very delicate. And uh, they told me, don't touch it. And I'm like, uh, what? Well, what did I do? And they're like, be careful. You don't want to break it because Steve will kill you. And I'm like, I don't want to die. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've had that thing. I don't know how many years I've had it, but uh, it, it does have, it's made out of fiberglass. Yep. And it does have some fragile areas. And I was told not to lift it by the arms. Yep. You can go ahead and scoop your hands up under the armpits and carry it that way or I just go right between the legs and pick it up and carry it wherever I want to go with it. But, but uh, I, I take the thing everywhere I go with me, and people want to have a picture with it. Yes. And the, the little kids, five and six years old, hey, look, an alien. Man, they know what it's all about. And then they want to have a picture with it. And um, it, you know, it comes- it's, it's funny because you would figure that it might spook some of these kids out, but kids are, like, totally in on uh, the whole alien thing, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was actually surprised, and yeah, they they love that thing, and and uh, some of the little smaller ones are kind of iffy and kind of spooky because they probably haven't seen anything like that before. Plus, it's three feet taller than them, so. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but it uh, it comes from a place that uh, in Australia, and I haven't heard much from them lately. But when I first uh, saw that thing, I, I, I said, I want one of those. I've got to get one of those. So I looked it up and, and I forget how many hundreds of dollars it was, but I said, Oh man, I'm going to uh, get my uh, uh, tax money. And when I get back to the, <laughs> my tax rebate and refund and go buy one of those. And about a month later, I got a, this is when I had my radio show. And mm-hmm. uh, about a month later, I got a phone call and uh, it was a, a gentleman that I've been talking with for a while and he is uh he gets some of those things and he sells them and he was in another state but uh he said i got a good deal for you and i said okay what is it he says um the company wants to it wants to give you one of those aliens and i said oh okay i was really shocked and surprised and uh he said uh i said well okay what we need to add uh, uh advertise it and things like that and, oh yeah yeah you need to advertise on your show and give it a write-up and I don't know if the write-up that I wrote is still there or not, 
on their website, but but uh, he said there's a, there's another thing, another thing that you're going to like. I said, what's that? He said we have another uh, dealer that deals with them and sells them, and he's lives in Fort Worth. That's where I live in Fort Worth. So all I had to do is just drive to the south of town, south side of Fort Worth, and pick it up and bring it home. That's that's all I had to do to it, and I've had it ever since. And I take it everywhere I go, and I advertise it still to this day. Very nice. Now, do you have do you have uh, access to more of them, or is this like something that they don't make anymore? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have access to them now. They made a different one, and I think it's his right arm is up at the elbow, and it has a peace sign. And uh, I, I don't really care for that one too much, but uh, I'm pretty sure they're still. Uh, Selling them, I don't know for sure. I have a hard time. That's so cool. Uh, that, so yours is kind of like a limited edition. Uh, I don't know if it's actually a limited edition or not, but I know there's two different two different types of them. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And whenever I have the uh, extra cash, I'm I'm gonna try to see if I can purchase one of those. Just have it here next to me, next to uh, my wall of ufology. Uh, and I'll yeah, have, I'll something have... nice that to my collection. Oh yeah, yeah. You just want one. I know what you want. But I, hey, I, I'll, I'll look it up and get the uh, the website, and I'll send it to you. Oh, that'll be great. Please, yeah. I, I think that. it's even dot com or something, but I may be wrong. I, I have to look it up. Oh man, that'll be awesome. Now uh, I want to tell the audience a little bit more about you. I read your bio, but I want you to go into detail because, like I said, you're a man of many talents. Um, you've been around uh, with MUFON for a long time. You had, of course, mm-hmm. your own radio show, and uh, you've been dealing with this subject for a long time. Yes. Uh, you know, what are some of the uh, the, the cases that you worked on uh, that people might be like, oh, I know that case? Well, the Stephenville case of 2008, yep. that was a very, very large case, and uh, it, it sort of came into us from uh, – it was a, uh, eventually it was a uh, news reporter from down there. And, uh, of course, she just recently passed away with COVID. But uh, she alerted us to it. And, and uh, when that started, it would, it just took off like a bullet because uh, one of the, the uh, constable down there also, I'm not going to name names because I'm not supposed to do that, but the uh, constable right. down there also was a witness to, to an event uh, during this time. And that really took off. And so next thing I know, we had to uh, set up and and do an investigation down there. And we had no idea how many people were actually viewing things down there uh, because we never got a good count out of it. But uh, the the news reporter that was down there, she set up a a meeting place for us to uh, go to. And uh, it was at a uh, auction barn down in dublin and uh, the guy was he, he's all excited he's it's gonna be good for his place or something like that but he cleaned it all up and everything <laughs> and uh when when i found out it was an auction barn you know i'm in texas i know what the, what the pins are and it's <laughs> my dad was a truck driver with cattle I, i've been around all that i'm i live within two miles of the stockyards down here in fort worth the historic stockyards all my life so i, I wasn't really looking forward to going down to the, the pins and and have a a big meeting. Uh, so in the middle of that, before before it really took off, the uh, there was an organization there, and it escapes my, my the name escapes me, but it was a they uh, offered 
uh, a building that they had there in Dublin. And they said that we could have the meeting there. And they would provide uh, the Dublin Dr. Pepper and the popcorn. Okay. So I said, oh, nice. Yeah, that sounds a lot better to me. So, so we got all set up to go down there. And uh, uh, it was on a Saturday around 1 o'clock, I believe. And so we got down there early. And I, I took, uh, I was a chief, I was a chief investigator then. And, uh, we took a, uh, a group of uh, field investigators down there with us. And, um, uh, we walked in, we started setting everything up and, and, uh, I started noticing that, you know, the room started filling up and more and more people were coming in and, and, um, uh, the, uh, building was, uh, assessed at 500 people. And wow. And before it was over with, they had to lock the door because there's too many people coming in. And man, I'm, I had to go, I started to open the place, you know, open up the uh, conversation to get this thing going. And uh, they, I was doing interviews and reporters were there doing interviews and they finally tapped me on the shoulders. Hey, we're ready to go. So I went up there and, 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 uh, I'd already been informing people that, uh, that we didn't want anybody videoing or any of that kind of thing. And right. kind of upset a few people. But when I went up there to the podium, I, I looked at that, looked at the podium. I didn't look up, I, but there was microphones. Just looked like a cactus. There were so many microphones <laughs> stuck to the top of this podium. And that's when I looked up. And there it was, ABC, CBS, NBC, everybody that had a radio show or news station, they were there. And I, I was... Uh, all of a sudden in shock <laughs> and, and I, I'm, I'm more introverted than I'm extroverted and being in crowds, Likewise. I just really, really don't like that. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, I got over it really quick. And so we, we set our little piece introduction, that kind of a thing. And, and, uh, I asked, I said, okay, I said, uh, how many people are here that want to, uh, to, uh, uh, that have had an experience that want to talk about your experience to one of our field investigators, the whole crowd raised a hand. Everybody a witness. They wanted to, to tell us about a story. And I'm going to my, my head here, man, what do we got ourselves into? I only had about seven field <laughs> investigators. And so we, we set up a little small room that was off to the side. And, uh, that man, we took, uh, witness reports all the rest of the day. And then, oh man, wow. it was, it was, it was uh, it was an experience, yes. But uh, during our investigation, we well, one thing, all around Dublin, the entire area around Dublin, is a military exercise zone. All of the jet planes come down there, and that's where they play. And we also found out that they have uh, at least nine thousand different. Uh, Oh, what do you call those flares that they drop? Okay. Yeah. But they have about 9,000 different kinds that do different things. And the majority right. of things that the people were seeing down there were orange orbs. So mm. there's your flare there. They were seeing flares and stuff like that. I, I, I just don't understand that they'd be down there all those years and didn't know where the jet was when it flew past them. If you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because a lot of people mistake those and also like Chinese lanterns have been mistaken for years as UFOs. Yes. 
I mean, a lot of people don't don't understand that, you know, the human eye sometimes do make mistakes and, you know, we do misidentify things. Uh, but I've heard a lot of people mistake flares for UFOs, and uh, that doesn't shock me that that was part of the case there. It was. Most of them were, were uh, the, the flares. And yeah. uh, a, a lot of the, a lot of photographs we, we looked at and, and videos and, and, um, uh, to this day, there it's even the photos and the videos, and I, I can identify birds, lens mm. flares, reflections, dust, dirt, bugs. Man, I can identify all that stuff. I've seen so many of them, and uh, anything I'm not too sure of, I'll look it up on the internet. What does a bug look like when it's, you know, out of focus on a lens, and and it'll, yeah. it'll pop up, and you find just about any kind of reference that you want, but. There was uh, one incident there on one day with uh, four or five uh, police officers in Stephenville, Texas, uh, during this time. And uh, they they were not together. They were on patrol and spread out around town. And they saw what I call the flying Walmart. Whoa, the flying Walmart? Okay. The flying Walmart. That's what I call it. I call it the flying Walmart. It was one mile long and half a mile wide. Wow. And it was going so slowly. Like a building in the sky. Yes, it was, and it had uh, um, uh, I don't want to call them stanchions, but uh, that had uh, extrusions coming out of the middle of it from top and bottom, like I wouldn't call it buildings, but uh, maybe poles or I don't know. There's that uh, structure built out on each side, and it was going slowly over downtown Stephenville. Wow. And, for about, I don't know, 30 seconds or 45 seconds, then it took off. And so I call that the flying Walmart. Now, and now something like that, I, you know, you got to take a double take on that, especially when you had police yeah. officers telling you what it was. And they didn't want to tell their names for a long time because they didn't want to get fired. That was the, what they were worried about. And to this day, I don't know what their names are. I have no idea. I just got the report from the re- the reporter. You know, it's funny because I saw footage not long ago about um, maybe a couple of months ago where it showed uh, what looked like pyramids in the sky mm-hmm. uh, floating around. And there, you know, some people were swearing these were authentic, uh, authentic footage of pyramids in the sky. It, you know, when you look at a craft that can be that large, uh, a building structure wouldn't shock me to you know, see something that that big. I myself had a couple of sightings when I was a kid, but they weren't as you know large as that. Uh, and it was out in California, one here in Florida. That's what kind of got me started on the whole subject. And when I started sky watching, now I've seen maybe several hundred objects that I can't identify um, that are not satellites because we started tracking satellites uh, with mm-hmm. technology. Thankfully, we were able to do that. And we were able to track what was satellites, uh, you know, I can easily tell what's debris, uh, bugs, stuff like that as well. And what the kicker is, Steve, I purposely hoaxed a video once to see <laughs> how easily people are, you know, lead to, led to believe that, you know, they're looking at alien spaceships. Mm-hmm. This is the funniest thing. I took from outside my house, I took footage of an airplane coming right towards me. It was just a random airplane, and it was coming towards me, and, you know, I acted in the video like I was 
like I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, there's a ship just lingering in the sky. It's not moving. And it's been there for 30 minutes. And the video is no more than maybe a minute long because, you know, the, the airplane eventually caught up and, and kept going. And at some point, you stop seeing an orb and you see what it is, which is an airplane, when you're looking at it through a cheaper camera. Mm -hmm. And I posted it on YouTube. This is years ago when YouTube was still kind of, you know, a new thing. And sure, you know, lo and behold, sure enough, people fell for it. It had almost a million views within a month. Mm -hmm. uh, people were going crazy saying, oh, my God, you need to contact MUFON and the FBI and the CIA and, and Oprah and all kinds <laughs> of people. And they just started getting this out there. This is amazing footage. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I know for a fact that's an airplane. It, so... You know, when I, when I hear reports, it, you know, it, I don't stress out about it as much because a lot of people just make mistakes uh, when it comes to a lot of these reports. Uh, and that's, a, that's a, a sad part of it. Uh, do you think more and more people should go on and investigate and do sky watching to learn how to decipher what really could be unidentified? Instead of just having people report randomly, because a lot of that now gets mixed, and it looks like we're constantly being invaded by aliens, which we're not. Yes, it never hurts to in uh, to investigate on your own, and you can do that with yeah. Google. I mean, it's you can you can ask Google to show you an airplane at night coming right at you, and it's going to show you what it's like, what it looks like. There was uh, something I failed to mention a while ago. Something that really ruined everything when Stevenville was going on. And that was uh, some uh, reporters or investigators or something came in from Japan. You ready for okay. this? They yeah. came into Japan, from Japan. And they let it know known that uh, they would pay $1,000 per second for any video of a UFO that MUFON said was good and, un and unknown. They would pay that. And of course, we never found anything down there that was on film that we couldn't say, well, we know what that is. So we got a real bad rap on that because MUFON's <laughs> hiding everything. So, but uh, yeah, yes, it, that, it never hurts to, to understand what you're looking at. You know, it's funny because I've gotten into arguments defending MUFON with people <laughs> who are like, why don't they just bring out all the information? Just tell us what they know. And I'm like, because you might not want to hear exactly all the information they have. Because a lot of it are, you know, might be a misidentified or this or that. But how many cases would you say MUFON has investigated over the years? I know you've done several hundred. Oh, uh, yes, I've, I've done. You missed, you missed my tally by one zero. Oh, okay. By several, okay, so several thousands, a couple of thousands. Yes, there. I've done several thousand of these cases. Um, I, I've been doing, I got to where I was looking at percentages and and I've done this for a long time. And right now, at the moment, you take all the MUFON's cases are over 100,000. Wow. Uh, there's, I think it's 114-something thousand. But 27% uh, of them are unknown. Mm. And 45% are known. We know what, the, what they are. 5% are hoaxes. 12% uh, are just information only. And 11% uh, are just... Uh, data that's uh, just you know, just data somebody will say something and uh, they don't identify themselves and it's just uh, just information but right. uh, used to the uh, the 43 percent for the unknowns or for the identifications was uh, mm -hmm. a little lower than that but uh, with our education you know you're talking about education about what you see and all this kind of thing 
we started uh, a training uh, exercises with uh, our field investigators, and we are showing them what to look for in these photos and videos and how to identify what's in them. And uh, we, I saw a steep change in the year two, uh, 2012. Uh, let's say 20, 2013 is when the uh, uh, the unknowns and the uh, identifieds came together and were equal on the on the graph. And then mm-hmm. they they turned, and now the IFOs are more than the unknowns, and it's drastically changed now. So, with uh, with proper education, they're identifying more and more what they're seeing, and and the unknowns yep. are becoming less and less and less. But that doesn't mean of, they're going away. No, definitely not. In fact, I think we're going to see more and more uh, known uh, and uh, identifiable crafts. But what do you make of like the Pentagon? Uh, coming forward and uh, saying that some of this stuff not only is it real, they've, they've been investigating and finally opening up a little bit about what they might be, you know, hiding from the rest of us. I, I, I look at it a little different than that. I don't think they're getting ready to expose anything. Mm. What I think it's more like, you know, a lot of people are at, at the moment now, it's uh, the government will say, well, you know how it is. People see things and they call it UFO. Yeah, UFOs are, are they? We know UFOs are out there, but they call them different things now. Right. Uh, UAPs or something like that. And uh, yeah, it, it's they're still a UFO to me. And they're trying to change the narrative. And I don't know if that's to hide what they're doing a little better, or maybe it's them uh, uh, exercising a little more to get out there with the uh, because I, I I believe the secret space program is blown yeah and I believe because that yeah. I, I look at it like this let, let's go back to stevenville for a minute and the flying walmart going over uh stevenville real slow now if you were an alien from another world and you're down there with a massive ship would you fly it over the planet of the apes that have enough bullets and <laughs> rockets and things and jet planes that they know the jet planes are flying around that might damage their their spaceship to get back home. Would you want to do that and go slow about it? I wouldn't. I thoroughly believe that if any aliens are here looking at us, they're going to be invisible. And what we're seeing is our equipment. That's what I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think a, a lot of it is uh, either it could be back engineered crafts or it could be just yes. uh, our, our own black budget projects that have nothing to do with aliens whatsoever. I mean, the stealth bomber for years uh, was misidentified as a UFO. And then we come to find out, oh, that's just one of ours. Uh, yes. They had one called the Avenger, which looked like almost a pyramid when you look at it from a certain uh-huh. angle. And um, they're not by the Avenger 2 or 3 or something like that. And, and I'm not talking about the superhero comics either. Right. Uh, and, and these are things that you know we've had on Black Budget Projects for a long time. I mean, billions and billions of dollars, Steve, uh, are spent on these things so that you know we have no idea what exactly they have. And one thing I did love about the previous presidential administration with Donald Trump was the Space Force. Yes. And, the you know, him putting that forward uh, opened a lot of eyes because I think that was 
a way of acknowledging that they're not just looking for little rocks that might hit the earth, but they might be on the lookout for anything that might be coming towards us as a possible invasion of, you know, another race or ETs or, or anything that might, you know, be damaging to our way of life here. Uh, and, you know, I think that that was a good move on the president's part. You know, what are your thoughts on the Space Force? Um, I think it's uh, like a, a baby step. Correct, yeah. Everybody does things in baby steps, and it's just like they just kind of open the door a little bit. But I'm also expecting a red flag event. I don't know when it's going to happen. But uh, uh, see, who said that? It was one of the presidents. He said that basically the only way to get the world together is to have an outside threat. Ronald Reagan, I believe. Yeah, I think it was him, yes. So I'm expecting that. I mean, when... When it really comes to push to shove, before we annihilate everyone with the nuclear weapons, I believe there's going to be an outside force come in and stop everything. And that outside force is not really what we think it is, mm. unless it's uh, something that's uh, that we know fully well about at the same time. But, but I'm expecting that. Now, are you familiar with uh, Behold a Pale Horse, uh, written by William Cooper back in the eight, late 80s, early oh, 90s? Oh, man, that was a long time ago, yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, he, he spoke about just that, a red flag event, which is going to be orchestrated uh, by the government to fool the masses. Yes. And I do believe what he wrote in that book to be accurate. I think we're going to face something like that. And with the way the population is behaving now, where, you know, we're constantly at war, we've been at, you know, there's been wars going on for several hundred years. Mm-hmm. That would be, like Reagan said, a way to unite the, you know, the countries into a a way of kind of like, you know, helping each other out. But mm-hmm. also that could lead to a one world government, which we've also been in fear of for yes. many decades. That's true. Very true. I haven't yeah. overlooked that either. It's it's scary times we're living in, and that's the one fear I have about this thing is that, yeah, it might unite us as human beings, but the governments will take full advantage of that, and uh, that's scary in itself. I mean, nobody yeah, wants to live under a one-world communist government, you know, scaring the no. population, you know. No. Uh, think about it. We're, we're living in a, in a country here in the U.S. where we're all, you know, scared of an unknown, unseen virus. It kills less than 1% of the population, and we're all messed up, and there's mandates going on by the left. There's talk by the right. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking all this nonsense. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what's going on. Imagine aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, imagine those aliens coming down here. That's a completely different animal. Uh, What kind of virus are they going to bring? You know, that's another thing. Even though I would think that an alien race that comes from like 4,000 or 5,000 light years away or 1,000 light years, they have that kind of technology, I would hope they would have eradicated the viruses by that point. You would think so. Right? Even though, of course, when we send astronauts to the moon, you know, when they come back down, they're you know, to question for a while, just in case mm-hmm. uh, they they bring down any viruses from like the moon. You know, back when we had the space program going to the moon. Um, of course, you know we we haven't been back to the moon since this, you know since forever. But do you think we actually ever went to the moon? Or are you one of the believers? I, we were I don't know. There? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, if they went, fine. If they didn't, that's fine too. I don't care. I mean. <laughs> 
I just don't care. And if, if they lied about it, well, yeah, good show. You know, it was pretty good while it lasted. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a case can be made for both. Uh, you know, they had a reason for lying because it was a space program, the space race with Russia. And yes. It, it was for global dominance on space and technology. And, you know, everybody wanted to be the the big daddy of of the planet basically and uh that was a big deal back then you know you know russia beat us to the space race when they orbited the earth uh before we did so landing on the moon was like a very big deal but when you think about it you know we have more technology in a smartphone than they had in a a space capsule that went to the moon outside of the earth that's amazing steve yes and that brings up a point i'm about to make you ready for this? I, I, I got to thinking about this one day and I says, hmm, how long was man in an, in an animal drawn vehicle? Mm. Take a guess. Uh, well, let me see. You have to think about until that. The, it, until the, the cars came into existence uh, forever because we had horses, we had... Uh, you know, all kinds of different animals of which we rode back in the back of for hundreds of thousands of years, probably. It's about knows. 20, about, it's estimated at 2,500 years. Okay. Well, that now, we know of. Yeah, that we know of. So when they stepped off of this animal drawn vehicle and went to the moon, how many years was that? Oh, that was uh, in a couple of decades they put that together. Like about 60 years, 65 years, right. something like that. Why yeah. is it? See, from the time we stepped off the animal-drawn vehicle, they started putting motors and wagons and things of that nature. Why is it that back then and 120 years later, we're still only getting 21 miles to a gallon in those damn cars? (laughs) That's a good point. You know they could do better than that. Of course. They don't want to because that's where the money's at. It's It's because they're putting the money somewhere else. That's correct. You know, Ford can make a bumper that doesn't fall off if you tap it the right, you know, the right way. But mm-hmm. they ain't going to do that because if they do that, then you're never going to get the bumper fixed. So they need yeah. things to break down. Everything, and, I, and I've talked about this before, everything you buy that is made is made with a lifespan and it's made to break down. Sure. Whether it's a computer, TV, cars, you know, they, they have a lifespan and it's put on by the manufacturer for a reason. Because if, if it works perfect from the beginning, you'll never need to replace it. That's so, true. If they're built that, to break down. Yeah. Which is also the scary part about the uh, virus and everything in between when it comes to diseases and viruses. What was the last time they cured anything, really? Oh, well, never. That You'd yeah. think they'd have a cure for cancer by now, but no. Uh, there's a new variant to the COVID. It's down here in Texas. So what are they uh, calling this I forget what it's some kind of stupid red something or other. I forget now what it is. But I'm sitting here thinking to myself, in Texas, what, somebody land in a plane or something? I said, oh, no. <laughs> it's coming across from the south border. That's where it's coming Correct. from. Yeah. And they're flying them all over the country. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. No, the, this is uh, what kicks me in the in the groin and really angers me. Uh, a lot of the illegals that are coming in are not being vaccinated, checked, or anything. They're just no. being brought in and shipped. But, yeah, we all have to have masks. They're demanding us to get vaccinated. First responders are going to get fired if they're not vaccinated. Yeah. And the, the, the first wave of the, the virus that mutated was called the Delta virus. Right. 
And I often joked on the show here, and I actually got a strike on YouTube because oh, yeah. I said, you know why you know why it's called Delta virus because they're being shipped from Delta Airlines, all these illegals, <laughs> and they're shipping them on Delta Airlines at four in the morning to your state where they're having spikes, and they're trying to say, oh, it's because you go to church. No, yeah. you think a poop is because you're bringing the illegals and you're not vexing them right, and you send them all over the country at four in the morning on Delta Airlines. Shocking enough, you know they. Yes, it, it, it's crazy. It, it, it's, it it's, it's crazy. crazy what we're living in. It's bananas. Uh, the the times are now, and when you look at stuff like Spotify fighting with Joe Rogan because mm-hmm. of misinformation, and it's it's not even Spotify. It's Neil Young and all these other folks that are fighting Joe Rogan uh, because they're saying he's spreading misinformation. When has the government ever told you the truth? <laughs> yes, never. Right? I mean, last time I checked, the government lost the line of us. Joe Rogan actually took medication. It wasn't vax. Uh, he mm-hmm. wasn't vaccinated. And he's alive and well. Yeah. I, look, and I'm a perfect example. I have lupus. Check mm-hmm. this out. I suffer from thyroid stage one cancer. I have two thyroid tumors that I got to get removed. Yeah. Uh, I have a broken back from a car accident in 2019, which hasn't been repaired yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have myxterma. That's my thyroid. It's called myxterma. That's the stage one cancer. Plus, I, I have uh, several tumors to get removed from my legs, which were cancerous. One from my uh, the chin part of the leg on my right leg, which right. is right above the ankle. It was about yay big, but the size of a, of a golf ball, a little bit bigger. And I had two new my groin area recently removed. Hmm. So I'm a walking cadaver. I'm like the walking dead at this point, right? I'm being held up by scotch tape and, like, you know, like in almost glue, okay? Right. And as it is, I had COVID last uh, in 2020. Uh, I, I joked about it here on the show earlier where my dad had it because his girlfriend gave it to him. They came over and said, hey, son, we just got back from the doctor, and guess what? We're COVID uh, positive. Holy and I crap. looked at him, and I, and I said, Dad, are you insane? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to kill me? And he said, what? And I'm like, how are you going to come to where I'm at and tell me that you just got diagnosed with a disease knowing my health issues? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And man, oh my, dad's never, my dad's not a scientist. You know, he's not a, a brilliant man, obviously. And once he left, I went and got tested. And they told me, yeah, you have the, the Kung flu. You, you, you know, you're, you're sick with it. Uh, so you got to be careful. And I tell you what, Steve, I didn't I didn't catch a cold. Like, nothing happened to me. I didn't take, you know, there was no vax yet. Mm-hmm. Operation Warp Speed had not come out yet. Uh, so, I mean, I got nothing. I had no uh, symptoms or anything. I went back a week and a half later, and they told me, oh, you're negative now. Okay. So did I ever have it? That's a good question. Uh, you know, who knows? My dad, who's been vaccinated now, uh, he's been double boosted, which mm-hmm. I don't understand that. If you're vaccinated, they're saying, oh, the vaccine will cure everything. But then they're like, well, you need to be boosted. Well, you need a second booster. Now a third booster and a fourth booster. Like, it never ends, right? He's had two booster shots. He says he's not getting any more. And the reason is because after the second booster shot, a couple of weeks later, guess what? He came down with the virus again with the, with the variant, one of the variants. Right. So I'm like, I even told him, I was like, you see, Pops, what the hell are they putting in you? We're guinea pigs at this point because they don't know. 
Obviously, they tell you that it's going to be back to normal once you get vaccinated, but it isn't back to normal because you know now you need a booster shot and then another booster shot, and you need to still wear a mask. Then what is this? The new normal? Sounds like it, right? It, it's it's just freaky times, and uh, this is why I, I often joke. I'm like, maybe they're setting up a zombie apocalypse with all these uh, shots. <laughs> There's no telling what it is. I know yeah. there's uh, there's vac- not vaccines, but there's medication out there that's uh, a lot better than than uh, these uh, shots and the, and uh, the boosters and and uh, anyway, that, that's a better thing to do. And, and those things that are that have been told that work, they uh, they want to muffle that down and don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look how many doctors got muffled when they start talking about hydroxychloroquine. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We can't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I used to take that because of my lupus. I uh-huh. took it for about five and a half years. And when my symptoms went away for lupus, mm-hmm. uh, which it's oppressed it big time. I mean, I, I've you know barely had any symptoms for about a decade. Um, I stopped taking it. But I suspect that that probably is the reason why none of this stuff has hit me. I mean, I am the like, if you ever watch a horror movie about the end of days, mm-hmm. I'm the guy who dies first. <laughs> okay, I'm chubby and I have a lot of health issues. Why am I still alive? God's looking after you. That's what the deal <laughs> is. Um, and the big guy has a funny sense of humor. He's like, let's make him blind, bald, and chubby, but no viruses can kill this guy. <laughs> Well, that's, a, that's something to think about. We had uh, <laughs> one of our citizen on patrol uh, persons just recently. They found her dead on the front porch in her chair. Oh, wow. And uh, she had all the vaccinations, all the boosters. She wouldn't allow anybody to come over to her house. And her her own relatives, she wouldn't want them to come over. No, stay away. Don't even come up in my yard, that kind of thing. And mm. uh, they found her uh, dead in her chair. And they I haven't heard. This was just last week. And I haven't heard. Uh, what the reason was, but uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming that it was uh, like others that I've heard about. They died of a uh, heart attack from uh, blood clots. Yeah. And yeah. when I told this to this person that was telling me, uh, they said, well, you know what? She said she was telling me that she was feeling funny in her head, that she wasn't having headaches, but she was she was feeling really funny in her head, maybe like low blood pressure or something of that nature. But but uh, it's probably blood clots because I, I hear a lot of that from these people that get boosters. Yeah, my uh, uncle passed away in February of this past year, 2021, and uh, he had just been vaccinated, and it was blood clots that killed him. Yeah. And he, had no, he had no virus prior. He had never been infected with the virus. He just got the vaccination because he was elderly, and mm-hmm. they wanted to get all the elderly people vaccinated. He was, like, in his 80s. And... Uh, Sure enough, a week later, dies of blood clots and a massive heart attack. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why it's scary. And now, you know, there's jobs that want to, like, uh, you know, fire their staff if you don't get vaccinated. That's I'm right. sorry. You know, if that starts happening, I guess we're going to have a lot of unemployed people because uh, the more and more I talk to people that have not been vaccinated here in Florida, uh, the more of them are like, you know what, uh, forget that. I'd rather collect unemployment than be vaccinated at this point. Uh, you know, something, uh, a little bit of money is better than no money. And if it means not getting the jab, but at some point they're going to make it, uh, you know, they cannot make it mandatory per se, 
by law. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, this administration has broken all kind of laws and they've done whatever yes. the heck they want. Um, and they're telling companies now that you have to have your staff vaccinated if you have more than 100 people working for you. Right. And the companies are going forward with it because, of course, a lot of them collect money from the state and from federal governments. Mm-hmm. So they don't want that money cut off. And because of that, they're demanding their employees get vaccinated. Even though the president can't come out and say himself, it's federal law. You must be vaccinated. It, that's against the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But he can make it a mandate for companies to do it or they'll pull their money. And mm-hmm. that's what they're, they're threatening these companies with. Um, you know, I worked for a company, for example, a while back um, where the, they showed around and I know the owner and he told me that they, they each had the conversation with the uh, officials and Knowing some of the representatives here in Florida, I've had conversations with them. I'm not going to mention names, but some very high-repping, you know, people within the government here in Florida, and they've told me that yeah, this is a conversation that's really taking place, and that in itself is scary because while they cannot mandate it on the people, they apparently can on the companies, and the companies are going along with it. So the companies rather risk your life to protect their wealth than, you know, protect the human life. Now you understand why they're having 2 million illegals jumping into the, the uh, all yeah. over the place, getting flown all over the, in the different states. Yeah. yeah. That's their, that's their exactly, new employees. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, uh, that's exactly what it is. Those are the alien invading the, the planet, right? <laughs> yes, that's it. The that's the, uh, the red flag alien invasion. It's illegal aliens from Guatemala, not from <laughs> Alpha Centauri. Uh, and then getting back to ufology for a second, because I've always wanted to ask you, and I didn't get to ask you when we met in 2016, which was, sure. was very brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to get your take on my favorite ufology cases and see what your thoughts on some of these are. And, okay. uh, you know, I, I ask and every time I meet somebody from MUFON, like Rich Hoffman, and a lot of the folks I've met over the years, I kind of like, pick their brains on some of these cases to see what they think of them. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite uh, to research and really something that I've talked about often, done specials on, and even have a lecture ready in case MUFON ever says, Hey, Angel, we want you to come on and speak. Because I'll be more than happy to do something like that. Uh, is Roswell? What do you think of the Roswell case? That's a very, very old case, and yep, the way that was handled and taken care of. Um, I don't believe it was a a balloon or anything of that nature. Um, there's uh, other witnesses that came and gone, and uh, some other witnesses that that. Uh, were basically paid off and mm. and if it's balloons you know you're not gonna pay them off tell them to shut up buy them new trucks a new house that kind of thing you're not gonna do that so right. there, there was a reason that they did it it was to shut them up and uh here we give you some more money so there's something happened yes and uh by the by the witnesses the way they were split up in different areas there was uh like i don't know if it was two crashes or not but there was two crash areas and it could have been mm-hmm. the same object. And one, of course, one, there was pieces of metal all over the place. And then uh, the other part was probably uh, an escape pod type thing and in a different area. That's where the aliens were, according to the witnesses that came upon it. So um, uh, I don't rule it out as being fake. I, I think something happened. Something happened there, yes. 
that's where I'm at. Also, I, I think it's either something um, of that nature, and it was in. I do believe they could have been maybe a radar uh, that maybe knocked them off course. And yes, it was. Them. They were using the radar to concentrate on them, and they were bringing them down. Yeah, left and yeah, right I, as one area. Yeah, I've read a lot about that. Another uh, interesting aspect of the whole thing is also that around that time period, of course, we had just uh, gone out of World War II. Uh, Nikola Tesla had just passed away, and we, uh, when we went and uh, finished the war, we took, of course, Werner von Braun, all these scientists from Germany, mm-hmm. brought them over to the U.S., and they, of course, had what they thought was uh, the Hanabu and all these exotic uh, flying objects that they were working on, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And Tesla had uh, documented what he was working on, which was, of course, uh, free energy and also a UFO-looking craft. That's part of what he was uh, looking at. Ironically enough, uh, Donald Trump's uncle, John Trump, was one of the guys that went in and took the paperwork from Tesla's office once he died. And 47 happened right after that. Mm-hmm. So another theory, of course, as for Warner has been that it might have been a craft that was one of ours that was back-engineered from something that crashed previously. And we were test flying it, and that's what crashed uh, over at the Roswell um, area. And I mean, either or is a very strong possibility, but I don't think Jesse Marcel Sr. is that much of an idiot that he would mistake that for a weather balloon. Right. That man was not an idiot by no, no means. No. He's uh, a guy in the military, and uh, you're going to do what your superiors tell you to do and say. And that's just yep. all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a military guy, 100% yes. of the way. And I've got to meet uh, uh, Marcel III, Jesse Marcel III, and uh, spoke to him several times. And, uh, you know, I never got to speak to the the son, Jesse Marcel Jr., uh, you know, uh, before he passed. But from speaking to the grandson, Jesse Marcel Sr., uh, his, you know, his son, Jesse Marcel Jr., uh, saw some of the debris. Uh, of course, I've seen a lot of video with him talking about it, and uh, you know the way he described the material. I mean, there's no way that is just random objects here on Earth. That mm-hmm. definitely has extraterrestrial written all over it, or possibly back engineered, uh, you know, extraterrestrial material. Uh, so I do believe personally, also that is an authentic case. Now, let let me move forward because we're limited on time here. Uh, another, uh, you know case that always boggles the mind is the uh the one right here uh behind me right there the the, the famous uh case uh with uh mr uh myers or uh, billy Ma- billy myers what do you think of billy and uh his historic uh cases or uh visitations i don't put a lot of uh anything into that i mean uh the uh, photos that he has uh anybody can remake them yeah i don't care how old the photo is uh that i actually read a story that someone found the model of that ship up in his attic so yeah. i mean no i i don't like any of the photos here's my deal with the photo when when someone says hey i got a photo of a ufo i said okay, well the first thing i want to do is get their phone or get their camera and look at all the other photos on their camera phone there or whatever they're doing. Cause I want to see what they're practicing with or what they're doing or taking pictures of. Cause I know one thing for sure. I can take my iPhone 
And if I see a UFO, I can press that button down and take a thousand photographs in two or three seconds. Yep. So someone just comes up and shows me one photo, they're not impressing me at all. Now, and with the technology today, I mean, photos and video is just, uh, you know, a 12, 13-year-old now in his mom's basement can make that stuff with CGI easily. Yes, so, CGI is easily identifiable if you if you look for the traits. Oh, I, I trust me, I know, I've used a lot of CGI material, and uh, yeah. not for UFOs, but for other things I work on, and I, I do my own video editing, and I know what to look for, you know, mm -hmm. to like, you know, the pixelation and whatnot. So when I look at videos, I'm like, yeah, that's fake. Yeah, yeah I can you know, kind of tell. The eye, you know, once you train it properly, you can tell what's fake and what's not. Uh, but for the the unseen eye or the, or the person who is not trained, they're easily uh, duped into believing they're looking at something authentic, and it's sad, really, when you when you think about it. Uh, the the people still believe some of this stuff, but hey, the Billy Myers stuff makes her great right. posters. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I loved uh, you know back in the day when they had the X Files and Mulder had it in his office, and I was oh yeah, one. and now I have it in my office. It's good to see well, the background there. Everybody yeah. needs one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, especially for us true believers. And I am a true believer. A lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, you know, you, you try to debunk one and you're, uh, you know, the airplane. And, you know, you're always looking to debunk it. But to me, a true believer is not just somebody who believes everything, but a person who wants to get to the truth and to the fact of yes. what's going on. And once to kind of clear the muddied waters that we all like swim in mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to ufology, because there's a lot of hoaxing going on. And that's a sad thing on this field uh, that we have so many people that are willing to just, you know, fake stuff to make a buck. Yes, it happens all the time. Uh, and, and then Mufa, some of the cases you worked on, I'm sure you face a lot of that, right? Not as much as you might think. Most of it is just... Uh, uh, not knowing exactly what they're looking at, just flat out. Period. Just, uh, mm. just they think it's something, but it's not. It's a reflection. And once you explain it to them, they they understand it. And uh, any photo that you have, like uh, I see pictures of uh, they they have uh, uh, planet uh, the Nubaru planet is coming. It's next to the sun. Look here, <laughs> see, we took a picture of it. And there's the sun blasting on the, on the lens, and there's a little spot down there below it. Yeah, there it is. And no, no, that's a lens flare. And <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw a photo one time of, it was an old photo of Washington, D.C. It was at night. And uh, there was a, 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 sl a scattering of lights above in the sky. And if you just look at it, oh, look at the UFOs. But when you look at the, at the photo itself, and you go down to the ground, you see all the lights that are pointed toward the White House. It has the White House lit up. You mm. can take a you can take a straight edge and go from each light straight up, and it goes right to one of those lights that's in the sky. So it's it's a yeah. photo of lens flares. Just that's just part of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that is mistaken. Now, what do you think of the Phoenix lights? Phoenix lights. Now that that was. Uh, uh, two different events. Mm, uh, correct. Yep. The the Phoenix lights. People actually saw an object fly flat uh, flat over them, right. and then shortly thereafter, well, you see some more stuff going on around the mountains over there with some stuff going on over there. I think that uh, 
they had a craft that, I don't, for whatever reason, flew off where it wasn't supposed to fly. And then they had to make make it think like it was something else with a with a secret, second event. But I think the first event of the Phoenix Lights was actually real, and they actually did see something, whether it's one of our fancy little jets that flies around and or something else. I don't know. But but there was two events going on, and they tried to cover it up. Yeah, That's I, I believe I believe it's exactly the same thing. Actually, you're, I think you're riding the money on that one. And uh, now, my favorite case in ufology, outside of the Roswell case, is the Travis Walton case. Oh yeah. What are your thoughts of Travis and uh, you know the story over the years? I've I've talked with Travis several times. I've have interviewed him several times. Yep. I'm I'm on Facebook with Steve Pierce right now and talking to him off and on, off and on. But but uh, the the Travis incident. Uh, as many times as I've talked with Travis and as many times as I've listened to him, mm-hmm. he never changes his story. His story Correct. is always the same. Yeah. And I, I work with the police and you cannot maintain the same story year after year after year. After. You're <laughs> gonna, if, it's, if it's a lie, you're going to forget what you said. So right. You're, you're going to embellish here a little bit. here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And. Yes, he has not changed anything. And uh, I asked him one time, I said, well, Travis, I said, have you ever uh, thought about having a, a hypnosis regression? He says, yeah, and I threw it out the door. He said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and the reason he said that was because he says, I think I was, I actually was killed. Mm-hmm. And they took me aboard and brought me back to life. Yeah. I, I feel like if I regress, I might die. And I said, well, I don't blame you for not doing it. So, hey, yeah, but, interesting. Uh, yeah. I have no reason to disbelieve anything Travis said on, on that event. And the things I've yeah. talked with on Steve Pierce, um, they're having some little problems back and forth about who said what, when and where. But, right. but the whole idea for the the idea of itself, I, I have no problem with it. I think it really did happen. They did. Something did happen to those guys. Yeah, I'm buddies uh, with Mike Rogers. Uh, yeah, had him on several times. Great guy. I love Mike. He's a, a you know a wonderful human being, and I'm gonna actually have uh, Steve on uh, here in the next uh, few weeks. Well, uh, tell him you talked with me about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely will. Uh, he's also uh, I've had him before on the show years ago, and I mean I yeah. love Steve, Mike, and Travis. I've had them all on the show and interviewed them, and the, you know they're all three completely different animals. When you talk to uh, Steve. Mike and Travis separately, you could tell their personalities are completely different. Um, you know, Travis always seems to be a little bit more reserved. And when I first interviewed him, he brought up the, the concept of, well, maybe they, you know, accidentally killed me. And what they did was they brought yes. me back to life and fixed whatever, you know, was wrong with me. Because, it, you know, they're a scientific race. They might be, you know, doctors on board, and they say, "Oops, you know, we accidentally killed this guy," mm-hmm. and that made perfect sense to me. I, yeah. I told him, Travis, you know, that actually makes sense because you walked into something. It's not like they purposely said, "Oh, we're gonna go ahead and and you know look at this guy and send him a beam of light and try to kill him." Yeah, now, when you read the book, it's completely different. The book from the movie, mm-hmm. Night and Day. Well, that didn't come directly from, uh, yeah, the movie was embellished quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Well, a good movie, 
And yeah. uh, don't get me wrong, it's, it's an excellent uh, shot movie if you're looking for like a horror type of alien, you know, based on the true story. Uh, but when I read the book and I had seen the movie, the movie was, you know, something that I saw as a kid. And uh, when I actually got to read the book, I was like, my God, this is better than the movie. <laughs> yes, it was. You know, why didn't they just make this? But then when you go to Hollywood and you understand that Hollywood works a certain way and they like to embellish the nightmare scenario of the horrible things aliens could do to you. And, uh, you know, they make everything scary and creepy. But when you well, talk you to Travis... To, you have to ask yourself, who is making them do that? Right, yeah. Uh, that's an excellent question. And, I, and when I talked to Travis, I mean, he even said that he was very upset by that because it wasn't even what he was initially pitched by Tracy Torme. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean, that, that boggles my mind, but uh, hopefully before, you know, he gets much older, he's able to, to make another adaptation of the movie and make it accurate to what happened. Because, I mean, that to me is, uh, honestly, when it comes to alien abduction or uh, that kind of encounter, I think it's the best one on record, to be honest with you. Uh, yes. Yes, so That's simply because he has not changed his story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent believer on the Travis Walton case. Uh, I think that they definitely went through some. And again, I've had all three of them on the show. I'm a pretty good reader of uh, people, and I could you know I'm a good judge of character. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they they all have their own quirks and personalities and stuff. Uh, and I you know I get along with them differently. You know me and Steve, or you know we get along a certain way. Me and Mike are like buddies. You know we we chat all the time. Uh, Travis is a little bit more reserved, you know, it's a little harder to get a hold of him sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, you know, especially Travis, this is not a guy who went out initially looking for, like, people to talk to about this. He didn't want the publicity. He didn't want to be a celebrity. Uh, in fact, when I last interviewed him, I asked him, would you do this over again and talk about this? And he said, no, I would probably have kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. I had the chance, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't my choice. I was already out there when I got back. So not much you could do, unfortunately. No, uh, but- yeah, Steve, you know, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to uh, make sure that I, that you had a moment here. If, you, if you're working on anything, if you're going to be at any event uh, coming up, please let us know so my listeners can follow uh, along and, and uh, go to any of these uh, great events you guys are posting uh, for MUFON and anything else you might be doing personally, especially in the Texas area. Uh, no, I'm not doing anything uh, that would be on a personal nature. I'm, uh, I'm wrapped up in a lot of things with MUFON. Um, mm. We just uh, sent out the, the uh, director's handbook and uh, we had to make we made some changes to the director's handbook, um, and uh, I at the same time had to edit the field investigator's manual at the same time. And uh, that's that new manual is not ready to go out yet, but it soon will be. But uh, that's the type of thing I work on, and and uh, I work on these averages. Uh, the symposium is coming up in July. Of course, mm. if you go to MoveOn.com, you can read up on all of that uh, on the wins and the when nots. And uh, yeah, the one is it going to be in Texas or we're going to hold that one? No, it's going to be in Denver. Oh, wow. We're in Denver, Very Colorado. Cool. And Very cool. uh, I forget what day is in July, but it's going to be in July. Any but, chance uh, of you guys coming back down to Florida anytime soon? Because, you know, I, I'm in Florida. That's so when I went to the Orlando one. 
Right. I don't know if it's, uh, they don't tell you when it's going to be until the day of the, the, the symposium. So right. I have no idea where they're going to schedule it. There's uh, three, three areas that they go to. One is uh, Denver. The other one is uh, Orlando, like you're talking about. Yep. Uh, my son lives in Orlando. Oh, and, cool. Uh, then there's another one up in New Jersey area, somewhere up there that they, they kind of bounce around with. But I'm not sure where the next one's going to be other than the one in, in uh, Denver. Now, do you have a personal website you want to give out to any of uh, the listeners? Or just to get follow um, up on your, your I don't work? have a personal website, no. I just, I'm on Facebook. I can look me up on Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's where we contacted you. <laughs> yeah, just go there. I'm on that all the time. Uh, but uh, that's about it. Now, if anybody wants to get involved with MUFON, just go to MUFON.com and uh, yes. say somebody wants to get involved well, personally and do some research, uh, maybe join MUFON, because they just go there, sure. it's easy to join? Yes, it's, it's real easy to join. Just go to MUFON.com and, and click on the membership area, and there are several different levels for membership, several different prices, and uh, depending on which price you go with, depends on what uh, what you're allowed to look at and things of that nature. And if you want to be a field investigator, you can uh, buy the field investigator's manual and uh, take the test. It's a 100-question test, and you take it online, and uh, uh, you pass it. You're in like Flint and whatever state you're in, and you report to your state director, and they go from there. Of course, it's a learning experience every second of the way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much uh, for spending your hour and, and minutes here with us and, uh, uh, you know, letting me pick your brain a little bit. And please, you know, I want to have you back on uh, a lot sooner than the last time you were on, which is a few years ago. Uh, you're always a pleasure to talk to you. Hey, I thank you very much. And just uh, let me know when you want to have me come back on. Thank you so much. And God bless. Have yourself a great evening. I know it's cold everywhere, so please, you know, you know, make sure you're uh, nice and warm. It's 57 degrees right now. <laughs> it's about to be 40 degrees here in Florida pretty soon. So Yes, yes, yes. Well, you have a good one. You too, my friend. Thank you. God bless. Have a great evening. Okay, bye. Take care, sir. That, folks, is the great Steve Hudgens, uh, Jr., and... Uh, Man, what a fantastic uh, gentleman, a fantastic guest to have on the show here. Uh, the show is about to wrap up. i got to get going, sadly enough. As you know, that's why we have to move up the show an extra hour uh, because of uh, things that are coming up here uh, with uh, my personal life. But until next week, we have another great guest uh, lined up, and I have uh, now booked up all the way till uh i think may we're booked up to it's gonna be a fun year so stick around for more inside the jackal's head on psn radio and soflow radio until next time folks please keep your eyes in the skies keep looking for the prize and if you see any aliens going by call mufon let them be known and make a report we need more of those and we need authentic ones so till next time love you all Peace.